I guess the, the four areas that I see that, that if the kingdom come, what has to change, what we got to see, what God's going to work on us about. We've been dealing with perspective. I'm going to deal a little bit more with perspective today. But, but then I'm going to tap into or touch on kingdom attitude. <laughs> did, did you know that if your attitude don't change, you won't get no more than what you got? Yeah, your attitude determines your altitude. That until we get the right attitude, we ain't going no higher in the spirit. Attitude is linked up to your character. And your character can't... God won't bless you no more than what your character can hold. Because if he can't trust you to act right... To present him correctly. Why should he give you more power and position? Oh, shut your mouth. I'm preaching already. Y'all not, not, not acting like it, but I am preaching. And then I'm going to deal with what do we mean by kingdom purpose? I'm just going to tap into it because most of us is not living on purpose because we're task-oriented. The enemy of living on purpose is being task-oriented. I'm going to tap into that a little bit. We're going to open it up a little bit. If you would stand, if you would stand. I hope I got your attention. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 and 10, and it will come up on our screen. And it says, At this matter, therefore pray ye, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so on earth. Amen. Father, even now, release me to speak what you will have me to say. Lord, even now, order my words, order my thinking, allow me to sit in it and not be in a hurry, but to take the time to explain. Lord, even now, have your way. I really don't think that the concept or the reality of what we are living in is that real to us. <laughs> uh, we don't understand that we are natural people, we are spiritual people 
in a natural world, living a natural existence, but God wants us to tap into the spiritual part. Let me, let me even explain. Even the natural side of us is being influenced by spiritual beings. <laughs> you just don't do what you do because you want to do. You're being influenced by something. Listen, there is no neutral ground. We are either being influenced by the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of God. Listen, Christian you, brother you, sister you, sometimes we're being pulled by Satan, pushed by Satan. You can't tell me everything you do is God influence. You can't tell me every, everything you say, God told me to say it. Why? Because some of the stuff that comes out of our mouth, some of the attitudes we walk in during the day, I, I know you got your best attitude on now. I hope you do. But some of us, it doesn't matter if we're in church or anyplace else. Don't you look at me. What is that? that is pulling at us that causes us to act, to think, to be moved, to feel the way we do. There's a truth that, that I, need to, I, need, I need to settle because I've been telling you that this world is Satan's but some of you, because that's new to you, don't believe it. Let's go to the word. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. Look what it says. It'll come up on the screen. As our gospel be veiled, if, if our gospel be, 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 be covered, if, 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 if the truth that we are speaking the word of God, if there is a veil, if people don't, there's some people, there's some people that are so blind, I don't care how you explain it, they can't see. Listen what I'm saying. Their mind is clouded that no matter how much you pray, how much you speak the truth to them, they, they just can't see where you're coming from. Look what the scripture is saying. He said that, that this is spiritual. Watch this. To all of us have a degree of blindness. I recently found out I'm colorblind in some areas. I thought that this color was, was brown, it was gray. Matter of fact, you ask me what color my car is, it's brown. To everybody else, it's gray. Don't look at me with that. <laughs> Hold on. 58 years old, almost forgot my age. I just found out I'm colorblind with my tans, grays, and browns. 
I've been living half my life thinking I was seeing right. Over half my life. And, 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 and then all of a sudden, someone touched it, you're colorblind. So I started paying attention, and I would say, well, it, it, that's tan. And then I said, I don't see no tan. My question to you is, what are you blind to? In all of our lives, there is a spiritual blindness that, that, that you can't see. You know what? You're blind to yourself to a certain degree. We think we this and we really that and we don't even know it. And the problem is that unless God shows it to you, you don't even know to fix it. You know, the lights in here is kind of dim, which means that you really don't know if you're matching if you're going by these lights. <laughs> and I know you're looking good, I know that, but, but when you step out and the sun is bright, you may realize, like I did one day, I got blue with black pants on. I didn't know that. Why didn't y'all tell me? Why? Because when we talk about, when God's talking about veil, he's talking about darkness. And this veil is to those that are not saved, first of all. Listen, if you are a Christian, you have a certain amount of light. But sometimes we want to live in darkness. Let me explain. When God shows you something and you don't correct it, God will take from you what you know. Oh, I know what I'm talking about. I've seen people who was called to preach the gospel and refused to answer the call, knew the word of God, and had knowledge, but because they, they refused to be obedient, I would be talking to them, and I'm saying, wait a minute, you knew this stuff. How did you lose what you had? And, 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 listen, God considered his word and his way precious. And if we don't consider it precious, God will take from you what you think you know. Anything that God has given to you as a blessing, and you don't treat it like a blessing. Let's move on. What's the next verse? He said, whose minds, listen what their attack is. And I thank you. How we see things, how we perceive things, what we think is true, what we think, our thought life. Listen, the God, small g, not, 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 not Jehovah God, small g refers that Satan has set himself up as the false god of this age. He is, you know why the world is the way it is? Satan is controlling things to a certain degree. Now, he's limited. Don't, don't, don't get it turned around. He's limited. He's a dog on a chain. And when God says sit down, he sits down. When God says shut up, he shuts up. 
But, but he already saying this is that we are in a world system that is not ours. Don't be like the world. He says, watch this. They can't see the glory of Jesus. See, see, you being saved means this. You can see the glory of the Lord if you're looking. You got to be intentionally looking. That you ought to wake up every morning wanting to see him. That you ought to be living on purpose. But watch this. If, if we who are Christians are caught up in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, what it means is Satan got our attention. And we begin to act like everybody else. Listen, this is freedom. The more you see him, the more you come like him. But you can't come like him till you see him. And time is out for us to blame everybody else. At some point, you got to take responsibility for yourself. At some point, you got to say, I've been allowing something else to take place of me chasing Jesus. Can, can, can I go on? Okay, let me show you the next verse. Because some of y'all don't, don't got it yet. John 14, Gospel of John 14, verse 29 and 30. Look what it says. It says, well, let me wait till they bring it up. There you go. And now I have told you before it comes. Jesus is preparing for him being crucified. And what he's saying is, I have told you some truths. I have told you what's going to happen. So when, it's, so when it happens, you won't be taken off guard. I wonder if there's any witnesses in the house. Have God ever told you something before it happened? Have God already prepared you before the trouble came? Have God already let you know that something's about to happen and he was preparing you so it won't knock your wind out? I was in this situation where it was considering death and all that in, in the hospital. And God said to me, go back, shut the door, and tell them to praise me. The situation was bad. I mean, the situation was terrible. And I said, okay, Lord. Went back and said, I don't know why. God said, start praising him. Start praising him. We start praising him and thanking him. So I said, the situation did not turn out the way we wanted. Matter of fact, the loved one died. Later on, I asked God, I said, Lord, what was that praising you about? He said, what I was doing was preparing you for the hit. So the hit wouldn't take you out. Your praise was you weaving out of the way, and it glanced you instead of knocking you out. <laughs> oh, see, see we, 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 we want to know why instead of just doing it. See, see, sometimes God won't tell you why because he wants you to trust that he knows what he's doing and that he don't want you to check the list and say, like, I'm going to see if you're right or not. Wait a minute. God knows what he's doing. He's God. He's an awesome God. 
So God will prepare you. God will, God, God, God will show you. God will fix you. Listen, trouble just don't hit. Trouble got to get permission from God. Is there anybody in trouble? Anybody going through a test? Well, I came to tell you, Satan is tempting you, but God is testing you because God is trying to mold you because he's trying to prepare you for the next level. And if he can't trust you with what you got now, why should he trust you to where he want to take you? Nothing just happens. Nothing just I'm learning this. When you're walking in God's will and way, he will use everything you've been through to bless somebody else. I got a question. I got a question. Do you got a God account? But some of you, y'all know the show I'm talking about. God befriended me. Okay, this week I got a phone call, set up an appointment. Person came in, and a person started. I said, hey, man, what's up? We have class. I said, okay, what's, why are you here? They said, I don't know. <laughs> don't laugh. You'd be surprised how many times that happened. And they started saying, I just don't have the joy. I, I, I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm in his will. I'm doing this. Watch me. And this is what they said. And they started listing things. They were looking for a task. Let me explain we are task-oriented people. Give me a task so I can check the box. Kingdom agenda has nothing to do with a task. Hold on. Your purpose has nothing to do with a task. Listen, there might be tasks in your purpose, but your purpose is in your living. See, a task, I, get, I do it, I get started, and I'm done, and it's over. Hold on. Your purpose is your life. That, 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 that God befriended me, he gets an email, he gets a text message that tells him to, to, to meet people, to show up here, and he really don't know what he's running into until he gets there. Well, first time I saw that, I said, that's the Holy Spirit. I said, whoever is writing the show don't know they done tapped into how God operates. Don't pick up your phone, because God don't need your phone. God, see, so he was, they're using social media, but God got an a, a email in your spirit. God, God, God got a message box in your spirit. Many of us don't understand, but God will prompt you. God will move you. God will speak. God will set you up. Is anybody here been set up? Listen, God will bring people in your life that you don't want in your life. 
Oh, see, too many of us is always wanting to get blessed, but God wants you to want to be a blessing. Chrissy, see, test gets boring. Test, you get burnt out. But God's interest has always been in people. I'm not saying you won't get burnt out of people, but I declare when you're in the midst of doing what God wants you to do, won't it bless you? Have, have you ever been tired and you show up someplace and, 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 and Chris, come, come, come here, come here, come here. Come here. Have you ever been where you, was, you didn't feel like going visiting? But when you got there, you went thinking you was going to bless them, and your presence did. But in the midst of you being there, God gave you a word just for you, and you walked out of there rejuvenated because you was living God on, you were living life on purpose. See, too many of us is so caught up in our own agenda, in our own plans, and that this is about me. Are we living in the uh, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and pride of the eye? Let me tell you, stuff of the world can't satisfy you. I don't care who he is. I don't care how fine she is. After the thrill is gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Come on, let's get for real. It's a dog chasing its tail. But when you tap into, Lord, this morning, as I woke up, I know I'm living for you. So, look, I'm open. You know, some freaky things begin to happen. Did you hear that? Strange things start happening. Sometimes it's so strange. I said, Lord, why you put me in this position? Y'all, you know, you know, after a while you begin to say, Lord, is this really you? But, but in the midst of it, you realize it's God. I mean, I mean, listen, I don't get it. I'm not, I tripped into it. And I begin to realize this is exactly what God wants, is that he will set up situations. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm on a plane. I'm tired. Don't mess with me. But the person comes sits next to me. reading but she wants to talk ask what I do for living then have questions you know what the strangest thing was nobody else on the plane was talking and I'm trying to whisper but I whisper loud Can God set you up? See, it's not just that I'm a minister. No, this is for, this is for every Christian. 
Listen, the church wanted to stay in Jerusalem, so God sent trouble to spread them out because each one of you is a message. Each one of you is a help. Each one of you to live life on purpose. Each one of you got to be available. See, but God won't send people your way if he knows they're going to meet you and not him. You know, I keep on telling us our worst enemy is us. Listen, let me, let me, let me explain. Task is that I completed it so there's a finish and the end and I say, I did a good job. Living life on purpose is that throughout the day, I'm available for God to do whatever he wants to do. That wherever we at, God will send people. Listen, the harvest is ready, but the laborers, you know what? God knows where you at. And God got somebody waiting for somebody just like you. And he want to be able to trust you that he can send somebody to you. That, that, you know, you know, it's funny. You know, someone in the grocery store, I, I would pray with them right there. You know why? I might forget to pray for them later. And they are important enough for me to pray with them. I know people are looking at me. I know they're probably talking about me. But you know what? When, he, when I'm through with him, you can come get some too. I'm on purpose. I mean, the street, here I am. I'm, I'm ordering takeout. I got my, my skull cap down over my eyes because I don't want people to see me. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth. Shame on me. <laughs> okay? Hold on. So here I am, and this lady comes out from inside of the restaurant, and she starts pointing at me. So I look behind me, hoping she's pointing at somebody else. <laughs> and this is what she said. She said, that voice. I said, huh? She said, that voice. She said, I was in there eating with some people, and I dropped the fork because you are the one who preached my cousin eulogy, and I've been looking for you. And I was in there, hold on. My voice traveled all the way through the restaurant and found her. <laughs> so that she could come to me. My question to us is this. Can we let go of our agenda and pick up God's agenda? Aren't you trying, ain't you tired of trying to make you happy and live life your way? And the frustration of it will drive you crazy. Let me show you why. Proverbs. And believe it or not, I'm almost, I'm almost done. 
just doing the introduction today, that's all. Proverbs 19, 20 and 21. Look what this said. He said, hear counsel. So look what he's saying. He said, are you open to God's counsel? Are you hearing? Because every voice you hear is not of God. Listen, receive, he said, now hold on, after you hear, receive me, are you willing to say yes? Let me, let me explain something. If you're not willing to say yes to God, God won't waste his time speaking to you. If you are stuck in a rut, don't expect God to speak to, matter of fact, somebody here see my mouth moving, but they don't understand the words coming out my mouth. We are living at different levels of light, and the light that we're living at most of the time is our willingness to be obedient. Because when you're not willing to be obedient, you can hear it, and it just doesn't Look what it says. Receive, which means there's an opening of the heart, an opening of the will. He said, watch it. And, and watch it. This is, this is, this is. And accept correction. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to be open for God to tell you what you're thinking, what you want. The plan that you have made is not mine. So you need to let it go. I'm gonna, I, need to, I need to step down here. I need to sit in this. I need to sit in this. Every, the first voice you hear is probably not God. Oh. Did I hear somebody say, why not? Because the first voice you're going to hear is yours. And then we're going to say it's God. Listen, 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 listen. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. What I have discovered is, is that many times I will speak to myself what I want to hear. Hold on, then Satan will back me up on it. <laughs> and watch the friends you go to. You know, you know, you know, we got two, we got two set of friends, you know. We we got we got party girl over here. <laughs> Holy roller over here. When I need prayer, I go to her. When I want to hear what I want to hear, I go to party girl. What counsel are you going to and are they giving you the word of God? <sighs> I'm 
okay, 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 okay. Let's, let's take this down. Let's drop it. Zoom. Okay. Many times when it's a major decision, I won't get the answer overnight. When Paul says that, that, that this thorn, I prayed about it three times, he's talking about seasons of prayer. Not three prayers, three seasons of prayer until he got to the place where he was ready to listen. God won't speak until you are really ready to listen. So the reason why it takes time to hear God, because God wants us to wrestle with ourselves. See, because until Kenny get out the way, you're not going to hear what he says anyway. Until you wrestle with your want to. Until you ask, wrestle with your feelings. Until you wrestle with your experience. Till you wrestle with your doubt. Till you wrestle with your attitude. Till you wrestle with what everybody else is doing. Till you wrestle with, well, mama did it, and grandma did it, and daddy did it, and that, and that, and that, and that. Not ready to hear. Watch the process. Hear counsel. Receive instruction. Accept rebuke. That you may be able. Look, he said, there's three gates you got to break through before you receive wisdom in the time to come. Not one gate. There's three gates I got to nail. Just don't write it like this. He's instructing us how we hear, how the process is. Next verse. Many plans is in, the, is in our mind. I mean, we got plan after plan. And, 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 and what we have done many times, is ask God to bless our plan. Come on now. We done laid it out before God. We done told him why it's good. We done told him why it will work. We done told him we'd be faithful at it. We even, we even praise him a little bit more. We might even put in a little bit more money. And, you, know, you know, we play this game with God. You do you scratch my back, I scratch your back. You, 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 and I, 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 I. Look what you said. But it is the Lord's, listen, overall purpose. His overall agenda that he's trying to get you to. His intent for you. Why you was created. Why you was born. That's what's going to fulfill you. That which is going to make you walk in in a car. You know what? God wants to get you to the place where it doesn't matter what other people think about you. Well, when you're walking in your purpose, 
It doesn't matter who agrees, who don't agree. You know who you are. God has given you assurance in your heart. Listen, listen, let, let me speak to some people. You have to push your way through the crowd. Hold on. In every church is a crowd. The crowd are folks who came to church because it was a task. They didn't come to hear nothing. They didn't come to receive nothing. They just checked the box, I came to church. You could tell that they came to church because they ain't listening to nothing. They ain't praising. They're not worshiping. They just, I'm here. Give me a standing ovation. Not about you, boo. Not about you. I'm sorry. Not about you. It's about him. You know, and when we make it about him, listen, this is not your act of service. This is worship. This is where you get built up. This is where you get instruction. This is where you get full of the Holy Ghost. This is where you get on fire. This is where you get built up to go back out there. This is not it. This is where we minister to you so that you can go out there on purpose. Live on purpose. Live on purpose. When he says to stand, he means if you're walking in, if you trust him, can't nothing stop him from fulfilling for you what he has for you. Now, now, it doesn't mean that the weapon won't be made. It just won't prosper. Say that with me. Won't prosper. The devil won't prosper. Uh, nobody will prosper against me. You may come against me, but if I stay on task, won't nothing prosper. Won't nothing stop you. Won't nothing. Last verse, then. Then we're going to call it, then we're going to go home. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. Justin. Look what this says. For the love of Christ. This word in the Greek is talking about experiencing, not just a knowledge, but that you know he loves you. I mean, that, that type of experience that make you shout by yourself. Ah, oh, shut your mouth. I mean, I mean that, that type of experience that when you think about how he's been with you, tears just start lapping up under your chin, and you don't even know why you're crying. Oh, you know, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. He's good. See, 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 some of us is, 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 is letter, which means it's black and white, but you haven't allowed God to love on you. you 
have allowed a God to show up on you. You have allowed a God to take you out of your comfort zone and, and, and get you in the spirit. And you find yourself saying, how did I get here? It's good to be here, Lord. It's good to be in your presence. And I know that's not for everybody, but for us, the availability is there. Many have not praised him enough to get into worship. Can, can I, I, I'm, I'm not going to stay here. See, you have to get comfortable with praise in order to tap into worship. Praise is that you really become grateful for how good he's been. Praise is you're not ashamed to open up your mouth. You're not ashamed to lift up your hand. You really don't care what people think because they don't know your story. Tell the person next to you, you don't know my story. Uh, you don't know my story. You, you, don't, you don't know how good he's been. You don't know what he brought me from. You don't know what he kept me through. You don't know how he saved me. You don't know he kept my mind. You don't know how to be dead sleeping in my grave. You don't know that they had nothing for the Lord in my life. Will you recognize that? You don't care what people think. You get beyond whether they're looking at you. Watch me praise God. Watch me. I got a reason to praise him. That's what they love me. That's what they love me. It's those that have come past that. Now, now, now because of that, he has, he, he pushes and constrains. He props and he stops. Why? Because he has your best interest at heart for you. And you may not understand it. And sometimes he would say, stay right here in the fire. I know it's hot, but I got you. Listen, it's not about what you go through. It's who's with you in it. And as long as he's with you in it, can't no harm happen to you as you go through it. It's the fire, but he gives you insulation in the fire. Is there anybody in here don't look like what you're going through? They, they, they don't know what you're going through. They don't have a clue what you've been through. Because God kept you. God is keeping you. What's that? Controls, urges, impedes, which, which means mean you look at, say you got your attention and you're looking that way, but he you're still looking and you're trying to go that way, but he have God ever saved you from yourself? Have God ever stopped you? Have God ever got in front of you? Have God pushed you back from? Have God ever grabbed you and said, not for you? Oh, somebody need to be shot. 
Somebody need to give God praise. Somebody need to say thank you. Somebody need to say, it was me. It was me. He did that for me. I said, because we are of the opinion, listen, we have a conviction. I hope your experience with Jesus is so deep that it doesn't matter what nobody says. That, that you know he's real. That you know he's in your life. That you know he kept you. That you know he loves you. I, I pray that, that your conviction is so deep that, 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 that you got to stand against mama, daddy, sister, brother, family, husband, wife. To keep following him, you're gonna say, Love you, but I got to go. That I got to go. That listen, what he has called you to do is for you. And nobody can be big enough to stop you from being obedient to your Lord. Listen, then nobody else die for you. Then nobody else go to the cross for you. Look what it says. He died for all. Then, watch this, then all should die to him. Listen, this is what I want you to keep in your mind. He chose you. You didn't deserve to be chosen, but he chose you. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. He didn't choose you when you got straight. He chose you when you was in your mess. Hold on, can, can I take it a step farther? He chose you before the foundation of the world. So it didn't matter what you did bad or did good. He still said, I choose you. your worst, he still says she's mine. At your worst, he still said he's mine. At your worst, he still stood up for you and said, Satan, take your hands, take your hands off. They're mine. Watch this. We're just in there. While you was walking away from you, him, he came up behind you and said, I got you. I got any witnesses in the house. But watch this. But what he wants from you is that you turn around and choose him too. Watch this. Notice in his choosing, I'm backing away. The reason why I'm backing away, because God wants you to chase him. Listen, I chase you. Now you chase me. I came and caught you. You need to catch me. Matter of fact, there's times I let you catch me, 
and I bless you, but then I'll, because I want you to. See, because if you're not chasing him, you're chasing something or somebody. It's in the human heart to chase. And if you're not actively living on purpose, chasing him, living every day, asking him, use me or I die, you live. And chasing him in your daily walk, you're chasing something else. Tell your neighbor, choose God. Choose him right now. Make a decision. Choose him right now. Matter of fact, Choose him by praising him. Choose him by thanking him. Choose him. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I choose you. I choose you. I choose you. Thank you for choosing me. I He's already pulling at your heart. And it don't really matter what you did in your past. Listen, I, was di- I did all that. And he still came and got me and snatched me. 